it's True Neutral. True Neutral. I'm a Keenan. And I'm a Derek. And uh, we're a True Neutral. <laughs> with our powers combined. <laughs> How's your week been? Oh. Wonder it's, Twin. It's been, it's been a week. Actually, I've been not feeling the best this week. Yeah, yeah, you had to uh, pull out of a recording earlier this week because you call out of work or got sent home. You got sent home. Yeah, yeah, was stomach was not doing well. Actually, I just wasn't doing very well. I had, like, a low-grade fever, like, all the classic, like, flu symptoms, you know? Mm-hmm. Very good. Uh, yeah, yeah, and now I just have, like, some sinusy stuff going on. But Well, you're in full layers again, and it's quite warm outside. Warm? It's, like mid to low 60s out there it's been like the 70s all day no it hasn't it has felt like it well it hasn't and also i've been inside of an extremely air-conditioned building all day fair enough oh um yeah yeah no so i don't i i haven't been feeling particularly well uh well enough to go back to work the last couple of days obviously and whatnot Mm. but still just not not all not all there. Not all doing. Not all peaches and cream. Yeah. I've been wanting to go home and uh, play more Doom 2016, and then every time I turn it on, I get, like, a little bit in. I'll die, like, one or two times, and I'm just, like, I can't. This That game moves so fast, and when I don't feel good, it's hard to keep up with a game that moves that fast. That's super fair. <laughs> yeah. And I like... That game seems intense. It's just quick. Yeah. Like, everything's fast. Like, there isn't a sprint function, but that's because you're always moving at what would be in other games a sprinting pace. (laughs) Fair enough. So, yeah, it's just a very quick moving. Yeah. Hard to play when sick. It's a high-looking game. A high-looking game. You gotta look at it high? No, it means you gotta pay attention. Okay. As opposed to a low-looking game, where you can just kind of casually play and maybe be doing other stuff, like watching, I don't know, WandaVision. Or... That needs better definition. What do you mean? I don't like that, that phrasing for that. Because, <laughs> like, low-looking I would define as a lot of different games, but I also, like, have a different way of getting to low-looking for different games, if that makes sense. No, if you can get there, it's a low-looking game. No, I just I disagree with this. I don't like this binary <laughs> system of judgment. <laughs> well, luckily, I'm not the one that created it, so well, I just use it. Hmm. <laughs> that doesn't... Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> it's easy for me to defend. I didn't make it. <laughs> I see a failing. I, uh... <laughs> my week has been fucking weird and good in a weird way. Uh, so my dog, who got, I had to send away for being escaping. Like he sent him to boarding school. Oh, kind of. I sent him to live with his family for a little bit, like literally. Mm-hmm. But he was causing so many issues with his family, like causing fights so often that the dogs were going to start getting hurt up there. So the very, very kind people 
who were who had the dog in the first place. Like Zamet was a puppy, and I got him from them as a puppy. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when they were they were happy to take him back for a short time to, like mm-hmm. you know, have him with family and you know take care of him where they could because you know family puppy, but he just was too much. And send him back down. They send him with like food and this fucking nice ass kennel. And anyway, he's back, and I'm happy to have my dog back. But it's just amazing that he can't go anywhere without causing problems. Yeah. <laughs> like he was stayed with a sitter while they were up, like while he was up with them, and for like a day, hump the wrong dog did it too many times and got like an infected bite because he just kept doing it. Like, stop! <laughs> Stupid. Anyway, I'm really glad to have him home. I missed him a lot. I spent mm-hmm. all day yesterday cuddling him as soon as he got home. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I missed him a lot. Uh, but I also replaced the hole in my house with a window. Yay! Yay! My, shout out to my dad for helping me with that. That's a couple of regular house surgeons over here. Yeah. Yeah, house surgeon ended it up. You heard me. That's what I meant. Uh, it was, but yeah, it was really cool to do that. It was fun to work with my dad on a house project, mm-hmm. and it was fun to get just see it get done. I mean, I still have some uh, outside siding and some interior siding to do, but the window is in and it is like insulated and protected from the elements at this moment. Fuck yeah. Yay, window. Fuck yeah. Uh, yeah. The rest of my week has been pretty bad. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just been it's just been fine. It's just been, it's been a, a week. Oh, um I did get paid and for some reason felt entitled to buy myself a bunch of games so i've got a bunch of vr games i will be reviewing over the next little bit neat yeah did you get bone works no because uh. <laughs> what, what happened was i got a game i went down and like looked at a bunch of games bought one that i thought looked like fun mm-hmm. and i threw the like 25 30 dollars at it just was like all right i'm getting that and then the very next day there was a bundle sale on a game, uh, and the game was in one of the bundles, and it was, like, the same price. <laughs> and uh, I tried to talk myself out of it, and I, like, expressed my thing to my partner, and she was like, whatever, just get it. She's <laughs> like, uh, well, uh, I'm, well, I'm not going to argue. And I, so, yeah, I got, I got the first game for full price, and then I got a bundle of games and so yeah, nice. I've only played the first one because I really don't have that much time to play VR. But yeah, uh, when I do, I will be playing games and I will be talking about those games that I play. Hell yes, yeah. Um, news, news. Okay. Oh, you have news. This I week. have. Well, I have uh, like one bit of news. I guess it's potentially two, but it's one big thing. Okay. The Writers Guild strike right. is coming to a close. Okay, I don't know the details of this yet. I don't know all the details of everything. They're kind of keeping a pin on it, because it's not official official yet. They're 
Well, you know, they okay. still got to cross the T's and dot the I's, as they say. Right. Um, but it is appears to be coming to an end. They appear to have reached some sort of agreement. Now, it's really interesting because apparently... Uh, something... It may not have been the actual tipping point. I'm not entirely sure. But interesting that these two things happened so very, very close together. Okay. Is that uh, Drew Barrymore crossed the picket line and restarted her show? Oh, she got so much backlash for yeah. that she couldn't even start it back up. Like, yeah, really? yeah, no, it didn't work. She 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 backpedaled real quick, real yeah. hard. Yeah, she got so much hate so fast mm-hmm. from so many prominent names. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's she will forever be labeled as a scab. Yeah. At this point, they're, they're, she cannot escape that yeah. ever yeah. She anymore. F- she fucked up. Yeah. She it's... has fucked up now. <laughs> Real bad. Really, really fucking bad. But I think that... I think that might be the tipping point there. That might have been when when the the, the uh, suits looked at, the, at it and were like, fuck, they're really not going to back down, are they? <laughs> and And so agreements were made, you know what I mean? Yeah. It'll be really interesting to see if they get absolutely everything they want because whatever happens with this, that's going to set the precedent for what's going to happen with the SAG-AFTRA, which is presumably coming shortly after this. Yeah, it's gonna, it's definitely going to have an impact. I know some of the baseline things I saw, at least rumored, they were floating around. I saw them a few different places with this that um, there will be no AI-based script. Okay. And there will be no AI used to rewrite or touch up scripts. Good. Like, that. those are, like, some of the baseline, just, like, this is what we require. Dude, that's, that's fucking good. There were a few other things on those lists I saw, but those were, like, the key ones that related to AI that I thought were important. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. I like those. I Me like too. that. I really, I appreciate them being on there. Um, that's that's really all I had for news, but I just think it, the whole thing very interesting. Okay, sweet. Um, oh, we didn't talk about this, but um, did you hear about Lauren Bobert Bobert at the Beetlejuice play? No, nothing about this. Oh, what? great. Okay, so if you haven't heard this, maybe some of our listeners haven't. But anybody who has heard this has seen all the memes and knows about this. You can just skip ahead. I totally understand. But also, uh, it's probably pronounced Bobert. B O E B E R T. Yeah, Bobert. Uh, well, one of those E's. Look, look. After you hear this story, you'll know it's Bobert. Um, <laughs> so, Lauren Bobert is a a conservative politician who is, you know, pretty critical of a lot of things that uh, are just, you know, humanity. Okay. <laughs> She's right. she's she's right. not the best person. She's very very conservative. Okay. Um, but she was thrown out of a Beetlejuice musical in Colorado, where I believe she is a representative, but I'm not entirely certain of that part. Mm-hmm. But she was in Colorado for the Beetlejuice musical, and uh, got kicked out after she was vaping and. Uh, yelling and singing along like very loudly, mm. having her phone out, mm. and uh, giving and receiving 
hand jobs <laughs> with with the, her date. <laughs> so, was she drunk? Uh yeah, yeah, I believe so. That's usually when that type of behavior starts to happen is when someone gets too drunk. But like they have like security cameras and stuff, and like she's just really conservative. Nobody asked what was in her vape at the time, but like. <laughs> they were in Colorado. You could very easily pick up a THC yeah. vape and head on down to the Beetlejuice musical, which sounds like a great time to me, but if you're a conservative Republican, you should probably not do that in public. Yeah. Yeah, that's entirely fair. <laughs> anyway, so it was just an, it was another blatant uh, uh, spotlight on the hypocrisy of... All politicians, really, but yeah, yeah, specifically Republicans who come down really hard on weird shit to then just come out and get caught doing it themselves, <laughs> which happens just a lot. If it's fun for you, it's probably fun for everybody. Just deal with that and move on. Yeah, find different sponsors. Is my is my. Thing. <laughs> there are other people who will also pay you. I guess so. Sometimes there are. Sometimes you've ruined too much of that goodwill. Yes. And sometimes you don't deserve to be paid by anybody. Yeah. And you should just go die in a hole. You think Drew Barrymore will continue to have a career after this even? Yes. It will not be hard for her to continue to have a career. Her name is too big. Um, She's been a star for too long. I think if... If Hollywood really is just like, we're done with you, like the the Hollywood just circle kind of just like, oh, and we stop seeing her in like any bigger budget, anything, or even Netflix stuff, you know where she's going to end up? Pure flicks. <laughs> Do you know what pure flicks is? No. It's Christian Netflix. Oh. It's the premier streaming service for movies like God's Not Dead. That sounds awful. Yeah. Do you not know about God's Not Dead? I've never heard of that. Wow, there's like two or three sequels. I could not care less. I'm. I. I you could've... really should care a little bit because a lot of people believe these nonsense movies. There's literally no. That's like watching. I'm not gonna watch it. I'm. I'm not asking you to watch no, it. No, but no, I, no. I am telling you that they are like doing some intense fear mongering, and it's something you should be aware of because people really really think they're being persecuted as Christians right now. Hard. What? (laughs) It's the real thing that's happening every single day. They believe they are persecuted. They believe they are looked down upon. They believe they are being punished for being Christian. I I wasn't persecuting or judging you, but now I am a little bit. (laughs) Right. It's just like, and I'm not saying it's every Christian, but there are a lot of them. Not all Christians, hashtag. Yeah. <laughs> but there there are quite a few who believe they are under attack because, well, church and state should be separated and um, they should be taxed. <laughs> you know, just these common sense things we should do for establishments that large and that many of them uh, all over every country but especially here in the U.S., it doesn't make sense to not do those things. And they're like, 
oh, we're under attack because our, like, first world privileged rights are being taken away. <laughs> and it's just like, hey, maybe just look around at your community and think what taxes from your establishment and congregation could actually do to help that instead of just make your church look nicer mm-hmm. or your your car look nicer. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a lot to say about religion. Sorry, it comes no, religion, up. And I... I, I have a lot to say as well. I just usually don't. Yeah, fair enough. Most people, especially around these parts, don't care for my opinion about religion. <laughs> no, I could have gotten kicked out of like three bars just for that little rant I went on. <laughs> so, yeah, in, in public, religion and politics are like two things, generally speaking, you don't talk about. Yeah, which is so funny, because politics is so important to literally everybody's life, and religion is so important to so many people's life, we really should talk about it, because of just, like, the importance it holds in people's lives. Mm-hmm. People spend their whole lives devoting their lives to this thing, and we're like, don't talk about that, though. Yeah. What? It's like not talking about your salary. Yeah, you should absolutely do that with all of your coworkers all the time. Eh. Compare salaries. That's what that's what unions are for, friends. Yeah. <laughs> to make sure everyone gets a fair wage. Yeah. You should absolutely be talking with all of your coworkers, especially people on your level or below you, like as far as hierarchy of the work is concerned and make sure that the people who deserve it are getting paid the same and you are getting paid what you deserve. Mhm. Yeah. That's true. not illegal, and you should be doing that. Yeah. That is a... Oh, is... they'll try to make you think it's illegal or, you know, not allowed. Hush, hush, don't talk about your salaries. Right, but that's not illegal, and they, there's nothing they can do to stop you from doing that. Unless you sign an yeah, NDA. Uh, yeah, you, you can sign an NDA at the beginning of your work release that could have that on there. Yeah. Yeah, then then you might not be able to say anything, but in, uh, something like that, a signed a document signed by you is going to be like the only way they can stop you from actually doing that. Yeah. So discuss your salary. Yeah, damn the man. Know what your boss is getting paid. Yeah. <laughs> Probably too much. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, do we have any other news? Oh, I have another news. I'm sorry. You do. Yeah. More news! Yeah, so, uh, Laura Jane Grace, uh, uh, popular lead singer of Against Me, is set to be honored with the key to the city of Gainesville. Which is very exciting. Okay. She's just being honored by the city. That's, that is, that's neat. Yeah. I got thrown off by the city of Gainesville, which sounds like a city in a cartoon. It might have been the way I said it, but <laughs> yeah, also, you said you did said it like the announcer for the Powerpuff. city of Gainesville. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, the Powerpuff Girls guy. Yeah, that that is why it threw me off. I think. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so uh, Gaines, so this is from the Gainesville Sun. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, it's it's straight from the source, so to speak. Yes. Uh, Gainesville officials are about to do something locally that hasn't been done in nearly two decades since the likes of Tom Petty. They're going to give a rock star the key to their city. Against <laughs> me, frontwoman Laura Jane Grace is set to be honored with the pre- prestigious key to the city that's in quotes. 
the Gainesville Sun has confirmed the presentation will occur during Fest 21st weekend, which runs October 27th to the 29th through downtown, where she will play a solo set at Vivid Music Hall. Her solo music is awesome, and she'll probably play some Against Me songs by herself. That's going to be great. Nice. Ah. And just another quick little quote here from Grace herself. My mind is blown. I don't even know what to say. Uh, she said over the phone when giving news. That's just insane. I'm stunned. This doesn't even seem fucking real. I'm honored. Truly honored. Hell yeah. Yeah. So I just think that's rad. She's a, she's a hero of mine. I read her book, love her music. She's real good. I'm glad she's getting that. Fuck yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was cool to call out and then yeah yeah that's neat yeah key to the city rock and roll rock and roll (laughs) uh do you have a story um not really a story but uh a bit of a review not a super in-depth review as uh i finished reading dreamcatcher Okay, that's stephen king yeah stephen king well i'm not gonna get super in-depth with it because we have to watch the movie um and so, I, I don't want to give away too much. But I will say that, that I, it's not the first time I've read Dreamcatcher in my life. I read it quite a few times as a teenager. Um, as I, I'm just a really big Stephen King fan. I'm Currently, I just I got done reading Dreamcatcher, and I, I'm reading The Shining now. Oh, nice. All right. <laughs> so, uh, it's... I don't it, think I've ever read a Stephen King book. Oh, I've read so many. I I have seen a lot of Stephen King adaptations. I really like that one with Johnny Depp in it. Secret Garden. Oh yeah, Secret Garden. That one. That one's all right. That I like one's that all right. movie. I don't know about the book, but I like that movie. Um, man, I've read a lot of Stephen King. I think Dreamcatcher was my introduction into reading Stephen King books. Um, I think I found it in, like, the high school library and That's read it. That's always fun to go back and do. And uh, I just fell in love with it. And then my mom bought me a copy as a teenager that I read quite a few times, and so did my little brother. And I don't know, it's, it's kind of lost to the ages now. I'm not sure what happened to it. It's one of those things, you know? Where yeah. One of your favorite things for so long, and then it just kind of vanishes into the ether and you're like i wonder what happened to that yeah <laughs> it, was, it was such a staple and now the staples faded into the paper <laughs> into the paper um but uh, my mom bought me uh, another copy uh for my last birthday that i just had and uh i i finished reading it and man i've read a lot of stephen king after that i i mean i read carrie i've read uh uh, Christine, Buick 88, fucking It, obviously. Are Christine and Buick 88 basically the same story? I would like to hear the answer, yes. Uh, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yes! <laughs> basically, yeah. Uh, I've read Bag of Bones, which is an amazing book. That one's great. Uh... Yeah, it The Shining I've read before now. I'm it's you know my second or third time reading The Shining. I think. Yeah, I only know The Shining from a lot of movie trivia and not from actually seeing the movie ever. <laughs> I've seen the movie, but once again, that's a Stanley Kubrick movie, and so it is 
also quite different from from its source material. Yeah. It's the same story, but a lot of Kubrick took a lot of yeah, liberties. Stephen King didn't like that one. No, 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 he was not happy with that. No, but uh, I really, really like the Kubrick that I've seen. I think I just should have a Kubrick marathon. You day. really should. Uh, get yourself 2001 A Space Odyssey. Get yourself The Shining. Um, Apocalypse Now, I think that was the one he did. Yeah. Um, um, and uh, Doctor Strangelove. Do- I have Doctor Strangelove. That's, I already have that one. That's, that's one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love He's going to see the big board! <laughs> <laughs> my vital essence. <laughs> Um, but this uh, Dreamcatcher is insane. The The book makes a lot more sense than the movie does, because even as long as the movie is, which is a little over two hours, there's, like, the copy I have of the book is about, like, less than 20 pages away from being 900 pages long. It's a, it's a long fucking book. Yeah, yeah, it's hefty. Is it in his 80s period? No, it's not, actually. Whoa. Um, so, th- this part I can talk about, um, because it ha- doesn't have a whole lot to do with the plot of the book. Uh, some fun facts about it is that um, the original title for the book, um, before it was named Dreamcatcher, was named Cancer. Oh. And um, his wife told him that he, she's like, you, you cannot name this book Cancer. <laughs> and uh, so he changed the name to Dreamcatcher. Uh, um, he could have said it was spread like cancer. <laughs> no, it, cancer is a, a theme throughout the book very much. So, like, they talk about it in the book a uh, yeah, lot. Yeah, well, I mean, that makes sense. And then, then you could say, oh, uh, wow, this book spread like cancer across the U.S. <laughs> a malignant cancer. Um, uh, or a, a, a terminal cancer. So. <laughs> That's good advertising, right? Um, maybe. It was the early 2000s. This book came out in 2001. Uh, Before or after 9-11? Because I'm, that makes a huge difference on the marketing. If it was, if it was the after... The exact release date. If it was after 9-11, then the marketing was um, subdued. It would, still would have been, like, kind of sad, but, like, it wouldn't have been explicitly, like, sad on purpose. You know what I mean? Yeah. They would have tried to make it a little a um, little bit lighter. Originally published February 20th, 2001. Oh, yeah, they went full dark then. Um, so, this book was actually written... Um, in his recovery period from being um, in the the collision where he was struck by the van, he went out for a walk one day in like. Oh no! The, I, I know that yeah. story. Sorry, I was taking a drink of coffee. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Stephen King got hit by a car, essentially, or a van, and um, this book struck by a vehicle in the street. Yes. And um, he wrote this book while he was recovering from that. Right. Um, normally, he writes all of his books on, like, a, a typewriter, like a very specific yeah, typewriter that he has. Um, but he actually wrote this. He wrote Dreamcatcher by hand in cursive, the entire thing. Okay. As, like, a, uh, 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 what do they call it? Like, when you, when you get back to doing what you used to do. Like getting back to your roots? No, like 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 fixing yourself, like a 
physical therapy. It's like, yeah, like a physical therapy or like a rehabilitation, like to get himself back to where he thought he could write again. Okay. Um, so he wrote the entire thing of Dreamcatcher in cursive by hand in six months. Jesus. It's, it's so fast for that big of a book. Yeah, that's a long book to do in that um, with. He's also, um, in like the years since, been quoted as saying that he doesn't particularly like Dreamcatcher very much um, because um, the entire time he was writing it, he was high on Oxycontin. Ah. And so he's just like, I just don't think it's my best work. It's not a very good book. I was... <laughs> It's kind of fucked up the whole time I was writing it. <laughs> like, uh, but it spawned my love of your work, Stephen King. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, but no, it is batshit insane, and and I see why people don't think it is one of his better works because there's so much. There's like so many different plot threads in this fucking book. Well, I mean, that's kind of how it was, and people love that. Oh, I also love that. The copy I had that fell apart that I don't have anymore, the paperback copy of it that I had, was a little over a 1,000 pages. I think it was like 1,017, huh. something like that. And uh, that's a that's a big fucking book. That's so good. I love it. Hell yeah. Um, I believe that is one of the ones that he does. he says he doesn't remember writing. I think it was like it... The Shining, and then Cujo. And then, suppose <laughs> allegedly, he stopped uh, doing the coke after Cujo. Look, if you don't remember writing The Shining, how are you going to get mad at somebody for adapting it? <laughs> That's my question. Like, I didn't even know the story happened, so if somebody else sees it some other way, that probably fine. That seems really weird to get mad about if you don't remember writing it. Yeah. If you put a lot of time and passion into the story you were trying to create, I understand a misinterpretation being something that you took to heart. But if you had to go back and reinterpret your own work, then it's probably fine for somebody else to do that. Shut up. (laughs) With all due respect, you legendary author. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. But, like, can you imagine, though, going into, like, going on a bender and coming out of it and there's just, like, a full thousand-page manuscript sitting there and you're like, fuck, I hope that's good because I'm just, I guess, sending it. I'm not reading back through it to make sure. Sending that to the editor. (laughs) Like, (laughs) can you imagine just, like, you come out of, like, a haze and you're just like, I wrote a fucking novel. (laughs) All right, then. I imagine if mine was drug-induced, there would be too much sex. (laughs) (laughs) And you wouldn't be able to sell it to, like, Penguin or anything. You'd have to sell it to one of those weird secondary publishers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And they might even, like, it'll get rejected a few times before it comes back. There's, like, one person that read it. It's like, yeah, I'll, I'll take this one on. Yeah, like, so everything we read in here, it was, like, honestly... Well written, fine. That was that was great. The content, though, I don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs> Please put whatever that is back in your brain. And take this writing back. <laughs> That's what would happen if I wrote a drug-induced book. I think. I don't know what would happen if I did. <laughs> I have no idea because I already write stories. So if I did that, no holds barred, just crazy. 
I think I would come out of it with a thousand-page novel as well, actually. Yeah, I believe that. I just, uh, I think you would end up with an anthology. Just the way I've seen you work, the way I've seen you write before, I think it would, you'd start with a story, and then it probably wouldn't even, like, properly transition. You would just start another story. <laughs> and, like, not even, like, really recognize that your characters had shifted. It's ergodic literature, alright? <laughs> Yeah, that's just how I imagine you in a drug-induced writing state would oh. just, like, yeah, you would just switch over the story, like, switch switch characters, switch main characters, switch plot points without, like, really much notice or effort to, like, make that shift apparent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maybe. If I'm lucky, I'll come out of it with something coherent. Yeah. And uh, I think that's what happened with Dreamcatcher. I think it, it was kind of Stephen King just coming... And the the book is coherent enough. It does all tie itself back together, even if the ending is absolutely batshit crazy. The ending makes no sense. But the ending makes even less sense in the, the film version, so... <laughs> all right. That's fine. I'm excited. Like Red Dragon? Uh, kind of like Red Dragon, but... But the I get no the ending is just like completely changed. Well, it's pretty much completely changed for Red Dragon. Yeah, too. I guess it is. Red Dragon's a very good book too. Yeah, I love all three of those books. Uh, yeah, the, those are a, a few of the books that I actually like read through and like got like that were big popular books that I was like mm-hmm. I would like to read these. And, yeah, and I went out of my way to get those three in a row. Yeah, my mom actually had all three of them, so I just read from her library. I think my mom also had all three of them, so I read them from her library. I think that, yes. Fun. If I remember right, that is because I remember she just, I was like, I expressed an interest in reading them, and she went to a cover and just pulled out all three, and was like, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, neat. Yeah. I, I, I had to get one at a time because I was not trustworthy with most things, uh. which, which is super fair. Super fair, but I treated those books really well. She was, everybody was always surprised with how I treated books because I did treat my things poorly. But I respect books. I, yeah, I've always had lots of books and tried to treat them well. Some books you get secondhand, and some paperbacks just the wear no. and tear of time will take a paperback. You can't, yeah. No matter how hard you try, you can't preserve every single bit. Time will take the paper back. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's all biodegradable. Ha, 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 ha. Overall, though, I'm going to give Dreamcatcher the book version. Um, I, I love this book so fucking much. I'm going to give it 95 dabs out of 100. Damn. Uh, it's confusing as shit and convoluted and it's a fucking mess, but god damn it, I love it. I love <laughs> it so much. And I think without this book, I wouldn't have really gotten into as much horror novels as I did and not, at least not as early as I did. I wouldn't have gone down that rabbit hole of, of, of Stephen King and just horror in general. And I, I love it so much. So it's a great book. Hell yeah. It's not for everyone. I can tell you that right now. A lot of people would not agree with that that review. <laughs> Fair enough. That's 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 why it's not their review. <laughs> Is your review? 
Uh, do, do you have review of Thing? I do have review of Thing. As Random I said... Random pop culture-ness. <laughs> well, as I said, I bought a bunch of VR games. I got a total of four VR games, so look forward to at least four VR game That's reviews, like including a, this one. A whole month's worth of reviews just ready to go. No, not ready to go. I have to find the time <laughs> to play them. Um... So the game I, I decided on actually buying on its own when I was like looking through the Switch store, I really just wanted an RPG where I could kind of customize myself and it felt like a cool adventure kind of world where I could do quests and, you know, it was alive. Yeah. That's that's what I wanted. For sure. And so I looked up RPGs and I looked up like reviews online. First of all, reviews for VR games on YouTube. Very few and far between. <laughs> you, you have to look for very... It's, if it's not, like, the most popular VR game, it's usually in some listicle of VR games, mm-hmm. which is shitty. It's like... I hate listicles. And, and yeah, it's They're always, the like, the 10 best RPG VR games of 2022. And it's just like, first of all, your list is outdated. Second of all, I just want a review of the one game that I'm thinking about buying. And... <laughs> Uh, if it's not like a five minute review of very you know uh, just a very limited five minute review, it's like fifteen full minutes unedited gameplay, no commentary. Yeah. Fuck, fuck. That's not a review. That's yeah. That's not a review at all. That's that's exactly what it says in the title, and it's not what I'm looking for at all. I just want like a solid ten or fifteen minute like pros and cons review of a game. Like I would get for any other console. Yeah. I don't know why they're so slim slim on here. So anyway, here's mine of this. Um, Zenith The Last Stand is a really fun game to like, as far as I've been able to get into it. So it is a full-fledged RPG, and it's also an MMO. Yeah. Um, So MMORPG. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, But it feels like... So it is called Zenith the Last City. It is like post future kind of thing. Yeah. All your stuff is kind of futury and uh the map so far looks very big, but I am on the tutorial island. So this might be more of a first impressions than a review full on. I'd probably come back and do a full review on this. Yeah. Sure I've got some time cuz like I said it's an in-depth system. It feels like what I feel like I'm doing right now is the training bit of RuneScape. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, for and, sure. And that's that's like how it feels. Like I have a, I chose to be just a blade master so I could just swing two swords around because that's mm-hmm. fun in VR. Yeah. I honestly didn't realize when I first started playing this that it was an MMO until I started like just seeing people walk around. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, oh, you're a person. And I started talking and I was like, oh, sh- fuck, my mic's on. And I was just <laughs> talking to my son who I I had like casted to my phone so he was able to see what i was doing yeah so i was just talking to him and we were talking about what i was doing so anybody around me just heard me just chatting with my kid just narrating your yeah <laughs> well he was asking you know real basic questions about random stuff so yeah but uh it's it's got a nice tutorial place which is what i'm doing now and uh the the combat feels very much Okay, so all of this can be summed down to, have you ever watched any episode of any cartoon where they go into a video game and it's like they are their avatars? Yeah. That's what this feels like. I love it. Yeah. 
It's it's it's. Is there one that uses a bow? Uh, I believe so. Yes. I would love it. Yeah. Oh, I'm there. I'm all about it. Yeah. Give me and a bow so, and a sword. So send me into the wild. It does seem that this was optimized for um, other VR headsets. <laughs> and was ported to the Quest. All right. There are a lot of graphic options, and it makes it very clear up front, like, hey, there are a lot of gra- graphic options to make sure this runs smooth. Please, like, adjust them if it's not running smooth for you. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And I'm glad that you get that option. Yeah. Uh, it's nice. And so, I, yeah, I do have, like, just grass off. I'm sure if I turn the grass on, it would be, like, nice and look flowy if I were on a different headset. Yeah, but, but it is kind of chugs with the the Quest Two. Yeah, and it, it it's still a little chuggy right now. I might mess with the graphics a little bit more because just sometimes if there's a lot of action on screen, it gets pretty chuggy. Yeah, and uh, that that is kind of when I start to get a headache. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, when your whole world lags a second, it fucks with your brain. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, that's a whole different type of drug. Yeah, it's weird, but. The the combat feels very um, like you just slice. It, it looks like RuneScape combat or D and D combat, where you just are hitting them. They're hitting you back, and they uh, the numbers are popping up. Mm-hmm. And you have a, like a special attack you can use, like a real basic special attack. And then um, one of the first things you get is a multi tool, which is pretty cool. And uh, you like click your stick, I think. And, yeah, you click your stick, and then you select which tool you need. Okay. And it, so when you click it right in front of the, the little handle, it has three options, and you just click it up mm-hmm. into the option, and it materializes onto the tool. Oh, neat. Yeah, it looks really cool. That's fun. <laughs> That's a very fun and interesting way to, like, to do that kind of thing as well. Um. Yeah, and the it's it's got like an axe and a pickaxe, and uh, there's one more tool I need to use. But uh, yeah, harvest wood. You just find trees that have the little circle you can cut into, and the same thing with rocks. Mm-hmm. You can only pick it certain rocks, but uh, yeah, you collect ores and woods, and yeah, mm-hmm. it's yeah. Uh, there's there's some light building mechanics. They're not like in-depth as far as I can tell, but I also haven't gotten that far. Like I said, I'm still on, like, the tutorial island. Yeah. I can open the map and look at it, and it is huge. Do like, you... it is a really big map for a VR game. Is it also kind of like RuneScape in, like, the the leveling system? Like, you have individual skills that yeah. level up individually for doing different things? and. Yeah, it seems to be. As far as I can tell for, like, the individual things, like, I uh, <clears throat> I seem to get experience when I do just the woodcutting or the the <clears throat> pickaxing or combat. Yeah. And I do have, like, an overall level, but it, I do have individual skills as well that I... Uh, there's a lot of the sub-menus I just even ha- haven't gotten to the tutorial part of because, like... It didn't show me the pause button yet, <laughs> but I pressed the pause button to open my menu, and there's just, like, no joke, like, 10 or 15 boxes down at the bottom of the screen. There are <laughs> just different things in there, and, like, 
it's overwhelming having not been told what any of those are yet. Yeah, and just looking at it all. Yeah, so I, I know where my inventory is. I figured out how to switch out some of my gear successfully. Because <laughs> I found a better chest plate and a better helmet. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But, yeah, my experience with it so far is limited. Oh, there's uh, climbing and gliding. You can climb most things. Just got to grab onto it and pull yourself up. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Climbing stuff is really fun. And the glide mechanic is there, as I talked about in uh, uh, Population 1. Mm-hmm. The the glide mechanic is in this. But it it doesn't feel quite as smooth, but you it is a little bit more freeform in like how far you can go. Okay. Um. Yeah. Neat. Yeah, but it, it, like I said, is it is an MMO and it tracks like everybody doing everything while you are in VR. So I imagine some of that's a little harder to pull off. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, the overall map looks really big, and I'm just on the island, and I don't think I've seen all of the island yet, and it's a small little separate chunk. Well, that all sounds really fun. It's basically to me sounds like someone has gone and made RuneScape in VR. And I'm all about that. Yeah. That is fucking amazing. I loved RuneScape when I was a kid. And playing an updated version of that in VR, so that sounds like a fucking baller time. Yeah. That sounds great. And like I said, it's all like kind of post-future, so all the like the weapons, like the, it materializes onto your thing. That's like an in-world thing. Like that's yeah. part of, that is how that tool works. Like you've got the future stuff, like my blades look all neat. Hell yeah! Like all, all of it's got the the future aesthetic, little little bit cyberpunky. Yeah, little yeah. Bit dystopian. Ah, oh, I'm all about it. That sounds great. That sounds yeah. right up my alley. Yeah, it's real good. And like, so the downside is that the graphics really aren't great. Yeah. In a lot of areas, they aren't beautiful. But it it is just like throwing yourself into one of those games. It's like actually just. I am my character in that game. Yeah. Which is something I've always wanted. Yeah. So. Who doesn't want a more immersive experience when they're playing their RuneScape or, you know, whatever game you're playing? You can't tell me a single World of Warcraft person hasn't been like, man, I wish this was VR. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and that's kind of what this this is. And I think think if enough people... um, Oh, my God. Yeah, I think if enough people like join up and continue to play this particular game, it could really grow and be something really cool like that. Mm-hmm. It's not like that old as far as like the full release of the game. It's been in beta and like people have been working on it for a few years, but like the full release and like the latest updated version was like February of this year, I think. Oh, okay. So, um they are still like working and updating it. Um Making and, it better. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try and keep playing it even around the other games that I'm gonna play. You hear um, that people? If you have an Oculus Quest two, go get Zenith, the last city. Zenith the last city. Yeah, I, I think it could be a lot of fun, especially if more people are able to invest in it, invest their time in it. It could be really cool. Um Grab the your future. VR headsets and go play some future RuneScape. Yeah, and I th- I think it's really cool now. Don't get me wrong. I think it's I think it's a really cool thing. I think it works really well, and I can't wait to like get through all of the tutorial stuff so I can get into like the real world and see what the cities and stuff are like. I'm really excited for that. But uh, I think it's a really cool game, and I think like yeah, 
If you've got a headset, just go check it out. See if you like it, and if you do, like, you know, help, help, help build it up. Damn right. It looks, it's, it looks and feels very fun. Yeah. Damn right. Damn right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I won't, I won't get a number score from you until you get farther in. I, I wanna, I'll, I wanna. I'll give a first impression score. Sure. Yeah, uh, for like a solid uh, eighty-five for for a first impression. That's respectable. Yeah, like so. There's just like, there's enough graphical issues that it's just like. Wow, that looks kind of silly sometimes, and it you know breaks stuff up. And so, like, I am gonna try and like just slow things down or like yeah. uh, turn down the graphics a little, see if that smooths things out a little bit. But it wouldn't be so bad. Like, I totally am down with just jumping into a video game. Mm-hmm. Like, I I get that, but like when it chunks up and slows down, that's when I'm like, I don't like this. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm yeah. right there with you on that one. Um. But yeah, I don't care how the graphics look if the game is fun and I feel immersed and mm-hmm. like, okay, everybody's a polygon. I'm a polygon. Like, yeah. like that's fine so long as the game is good and it like runs well. Yeah. That's why I don't mind like games like Beat Saber where you are just two lightsabers. Yeah. Like it doesn't it, matter. It does not matter. I'm having a great time because the game and the mechanics of it are fun. Mm-hmm. It looks fun to look at and it is just fun to play. So. Zenith the Last City is uh, really cool, and I am excited to get more developed into my character. Hell yeah. Yeah. Who is a girl named Voracious. <laughs> Spelled like Vera. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have a quick hypothetical today. Quick hypothetical. I just thought it would be a fun one. Quick pathetical. Uh. Quickly pathetic. Yeah, it's me. <laughs> uh, so we're gonna talk about some 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 prank idea thing here. Wow. Not really a prank though. Well, I don't know. Think of like things like the Rick Roll, right? Okay. Yeah. That's trolling. So, yeah, trolling. Then we'll call it trolling. Um, if you were gonna troll people with a song like the Rick Roll, like Family Guy tried to do with Mr. Conway Twitty back in the day, it worked. People did that for a while. Um, you say tried, uh, and <laughs> they definitely helped popularize the Rick Roll too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of people helped popularize the Rick Roll. Okay, Rick Roll the, was really big when when we were like in high school. But the the Brian where he sang bit was like came out right around the time like people were starting to find that like i've actually watched a couple of video essays about this (laughs) it's it's very clear that that where they put that song in their show was like concurrent with the rise of that meme so was the it's always sunny episode yeah and so was it springing up on 4chan just as the yeah as the meme yeah like it it, it's weird that it all happened around the the exact same time from multiple different places. Yeah. Um. But if we're gonna, what what song do you think you would would you have picked? What song might work better than? Work better. I don't know if there's any. Uh, it's gotta have a quick start and feel like awesome and poppy. Like it's it's got. I think be... there's also something to the video element of it. Well, yeah, but it's got to be an epic jam first, and and then uh, I'm gonna say Bowie's "Dancing in the Streets." 
I that works. They they also tried to make that a meme song, and that one didn't really work. It was just kind of funny to laugh at, and then we moved on. <laughs> Which is what should have happened to the Rickroll. But that's not what happened. It caught on. It was fire. People still use that to this day. Not, like, effectively and not, like... Yeah. Rick Astley is actually in a, a court battle with Young Gravy right now. <laughs> that's really funny. Because whoever produces Young Gravy's music, the company had the rights to... Uh, never gonna give you up. So he used it in a song. So, well, no, but Rick Astley signed off on that. What Rick Astley didn't sign off on was that they brought in uh, a voice sound alike to sing parts of Never Gonna Give You Up oh. in the song that Young Gravy was singing. Should have just had him brought And so, yeah, so now he's suing them for, like, stolen identity, basically. Yeah, I should have brought him in. <laughs> or asked if they could re-record the bits. That's a, that's a separate thing from using his song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't you think know it's... the rules, and so do I. <laughs> I don't think this is necessarily on Young Gravy. I don't think it's, like, a personal attack against him. It's more probably against the company that makes the music. Yeah. But it's still fun to say that Rick Astley is in a court battle with Young Gravy. Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> uh, uh, so, uh, as far as... Ooh, like a, like a good old Rickroll. I I think it's Panama be... by Van Halen. Oh yeah, Panama's a good one. <laughs> that would work. That's got a shitty video too. I can't I can't make the as many noises as are needed for the intro, but <laughs> Yeah. That would be a good one. I I like that idea. <laughs> it was it was either that or um Barbie Girl by Aqua. Oh. Uh, no, I don't think Barbie Girl works as well, though. People love that song. I think that's people, the issue. People loved that song, but yeah, I guess. Like, nobody, like, loved Never Gonna Give You Up before. And nobody people. loves Panama. Yeah. That's, what, that's another that's why Dancing in the Streets might work, because no one's going out and, like, ob- like, I'm going to put on the song Dancing in the Streets by David Bowie. No one says that. <laughs> no, I like to put on very different things from David Bowie. Yeah. That are not his weird 80s pop era. <laughs> I and think that's the era we all try to forget, actually. I know. It's it's kind of golden years for a lot of people because it was pop and it did make a lot of money because it was mainstream pop and Bowie together. Yeah. And he was just dancing with mainstream pop, and everybody was like, yeah, we love mainstream pop, Bowie. And he was like, yeah, I, I don't really. I was just kind of proving I could do this. Leaders. <laughs> and he kept doing his own thing again. Which is good. Yeah. That's what we that's what we like. And then he released the first album on MP3. That's crazy. Yeah. He had his own Bowie net. <laughs> he had his own, like like chat board and stuff where he was he was like the first celebrity anybody doing anything on the internet and he had his own personal like server where he would talk to fans and stuff (laughs) he was an innovator man rest in peace Bowie seriously yeah yikes yeah um, Joaquin looks to see if we might have an email or two I thought you were going to start talking about Joaquin Phoenix no 
Uh, I don't know why you would think that. Wal Keenan. Yeah. Um, you don't hear that? Nope. Wal Keenan? Wal Keen? I mean, what I, 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 I kind of I, I hear it, but it's just not. My brain doesn't associate those things. Uh, I want to tell DJ that we. I, I I listened to the 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 video while I was working. Uh, the whole thing. Yes, I made it through the whole thing. Uh, it's really funny that you made an hour video out of the first 15 minutes of what we said. I love that. I love it so much. I wanted more. I'm not going to lie. I would have listened to more. Um, there, there, you said too much in there for me to respond to absolutely everything. But I, I do want to say um, that I, I absolutely loved the line, uh, uh, critiquing is caring. Uh, that that's great, and I I I think very much that the beginning of the end for a lot of the hate that people have towards a lot of Star Wars things was the takeover from Disney. <laughs> I, I I I really do think that. Although I do agree with you that they treated Luke Skywalker very very poorly in uh, the Last Jedi. Yes, I, I think they treated. I think that. Oh, I disagree so hard. <laughs> yeah, no, he calls you out pretty hard in that a few times. Uh, the Last Jedi was really, really good. <laughs> no, it, the only thing he has problems with is the way that Luke got treated, like a like a mythical god amongst Jedi. I don't understand. Well, I will have I'll have to listen to the whole thing. You do now. now I, like I already knew I needed to and. I'm sorry for not. I don't have any good reason. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I'll just have to listen before I properly respond. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a lot said in there that I I couldn't recall all of it, uh, but I I had to get recall out of it. I had to get it out there that I I have listened to the whole thing and uh, yes, I, I I would love more. That was great. You could have done a, a three or four hour thing about the whole damn video, and I would have listened to all of it. <laughs> That's absurd. It's an absurd. I haven't listened, so maybe maybe I could also do that. But I, I sounds craziness. Sounds like craziness that you and made an hour out of fifteen minutes. Yeah, halfway through, I got the crazy idea. I'm like, what if we? <laughs> watch the video live and then we react to him reacting to us <laughs> that's silly email in if you want that if we get a single email about doing that we'll do it you know your mission you choose to accept it uh, this we, podcast will now self destruct as soon as we read off what we need to tell you no no all right. I well, have nothing. If you want to get a hold of us, as DJ has, and I'm sure will again because he does fairly often, uh, you can do that over at trueneutralpod at gmail.com. We're always happy to get emails and things of that nature. Um, and we uh, also have an X or a tweeter, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I'm at Mr. Dab himself and True Neutral Pod. You'll get Twixter. Twixter. No. Because then it sounds like the candy bar is taken over. Yeah, that sounds so much better. Yeah. I, can I just pretend it's Twixter? Oh, can I only send left tweets or right tweets? Yes! <laughs> or Twixes? No, we can, we can still call them tweets. They're smart enough to keep the branding of that. Yeah, that's fair. 
They're, they're not idiots. They would just call it Twixter, and it would just be, like, promotional for, like, a week. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they bought it. Yeah. Based the, on the algorithm, you get assigned to either left or right. Yeah. And then that, that'll be, like, a week-long thing, and then they'll be like, all right, Twitter's back, but we do own this now. <laughs> um... Uh, we also have uh, True Neutral Studios on the YouTube, the Instagram, and the Threads. And I'm at Mr. Dab himself on the Threads and the the Instagram as well. And then True Neutral Podcast on Facebook. And uh, don't forget to rate and review wherever you can review. Yeah, five stars. It really helps us. It gets other people to be able to see it. Shows up in their recommendeds. And uh, tell your friends word of mouth is the best way. Yeah. Uh, I see we've got a lot of downloads lately from Seattle. Hell so yeah. Thank you, cool. Seattle. Shout out Seattle and uh, tell all your friends. Spread the good word. Follow yeah. the neon banana. Yeah. I need to say our tagline more. Yeah. Follow the neon banana. Follow Vacuum it. your goddamn ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bye-bye. Bye-bye.